You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron, live with Ethan Haristadoulou. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Power Rankings edition of the Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Haristadoulou, and today... We are completing the final division of the eight in the NFL. We are discussing none other than the NFC East, which, you know, has been not the best division the last few years. Hear me out now before anyone starts attacking me over this. There is some promise coming in, though, I'd say this year for a couple of the teams at the very least, maybe even three of the four. Uh, But Regardless of how good the teams have been, it has been probably one of the more hotly contested divisions as well. I mean, last year's division came down to literally week 17 when it boiled down to things. So without further ado, let's get underway because after this video, we are going to be putting together a top 32 teams. I'm going to be ranking from number one all the way to number 32. That's going to be my next goal here. This was kind of what the whole power ranking series was building up and leading into. So I'm going to have a really fun time putting that together. I'm sure I'm going to get some criticism for this list right here. This is one of the more vocal fan, like I'd say fan, they're not fan bases, but like one of the more vocal divisions of fan bases. So Starting with the number four team on the list, and if you have not watched one of these before, we rank them from worst to first, so we start with number four, and that number four team being the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Eagles fans, before you start coming at my throat, listen, there's promise. I'm going to say that, you know, there was a lot going on with that team last year and maybe even the year prior to that. And who knows how long even prior to that. But at least the last year or two, there has been some issues within that organization. But it seems like we are starting to kind of turn that corner and look into a new direction. And you're not the only team in this division that has been having that same issue as well. But as far as when it comes to these four teams, I think the Eagles just have a lot of questions. and, And they're probably the most surefire bottom team of the division. On top of the you know crazy year that they had last year with the Carson Wentz drama, the Pedersen drama, I mean, so much going on. You have a brand new head coach coming, offensive coordinator, a guy that I like in Nick Sirianni from the Indianapolis Colts. And if you don't know me, I am a Colts fan. Uh, but you n- don't really know how a brand new head coach is going to work out. You never, you know, that's always a big question mark. It's one thing if you're bringing in somebody who has tenure as a head coach, but this is a brand new guy. You know, he did some good things in Indianapolis. I'll say that for you guys. Um, there is some stuff to be positive about. I just, I didn't even really have him pegged as a head coach, at least within the next few years. I thought he was going to be around in Indy for a little bit longer than he ended up being. But regardless, brand new head coach, you have a brand new starting QB in Jalen Hurts. Obviously, he did start a few games last year, but uh, the sample size was very small. We're going to get to see him coming out of an entire training camp with the team, you know, as the number one guy. Um, There are some good pieces to look at for the team, but you guys kind of had an up and down draft in my opinion. You got guys like Devontae Smith, Williams for the interior D-line. They were great picks. However, there is some concern that the Landon Dickerson pick that you guys have, one of the better offensive linemen in the draft and honestly probably a top tier guy but ACL issues have been a problem in his career through college and you know when you're having problems like that so early on and I understand you know medical stuff has you know progressed and whatnot but that's still a thing of concern especially when it's something that's happened to him twice so up and up and down draft to say the least I am among the group that does not care about Devontae Smith's size so I will give you guys the benefit of the doubt there I think that Devontae Smith is going to be a lightning rod in the NFL if I end up being wrong of course I'll eat my words but I have a strong feeling that you know you don't just put up 23 touchdown catches by mistake so you know he was absolute lightning in a bottle but um you know 
they've made some moves in free agency. The Ryan Kerrigan pick, I'm a fan of that. I think he still has some juice left in the tank. On top of that, you guys got Anthony Harris and Eric Wilson from the Vikings. Uh, but ultimately, being put at number four, there's just too many questions, too many things that I, I look at and say, okay, you know, I don't think I can reasonably put them any higher. Not to say that, you know, you guys can't shock the world, but there's just a lot more question marks on this team than any other team, which is why I'm going to place them at number four. Now, coming in at number three, and I'm bracing for impact on this one here, I am placing the Dallas Cowboys in the number three spot. So here we go, because I can already hear Cowboys fans yelling at me. Um, first things first, all I'm really going by to under, like to kind of understand how this works is how was the draft for the team? How was the you know free agency offseason, you know, re-signings, people they kept on the team? How did that go for them? How did they look last year? And just like what were the team needs and how well were they addressed overall? So I'm gonna start out by saying this. Dak Prescott put up some big numbers. And he, I mean, he was a leading passer, I think, for like a week or two after he ended up going down with an injury. You cannot take that away from him. Whether you're arguing those were garbage time numbers or not. That is not my conversation. Um, I, to be honest with you, I did not watch a ton of Dallas Cowboys games last year, nor was it you know those first five weeks. Um, I did not really see anything. I think I might have watched one game, but I, you know I can't really sit here and say, oh, they were garbage time numbers. I didn't watch the games. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say something like that. He did put up numbers. However, the thing that stands out to me is you know I'm somebody that looks at you know statistics as one way to argue a player's greatness, but also wins are a very important thing as well. While that is a team oriented stat. Uh, you know, some of the great quarterbacks in the NFL can will terrible teams to victories. And I mean, you don't need to name the guys that have been able to do that. We know who they are because they've been greater than the sum of their parts around them. Now, they were two and three when Dak Prescott was there. And, you know, obviously things did not go well when he went down. The defense was really, really, really struggling. And I don't know whether that was because the offense literally cannot move the ball because, you know, they had Andy Dalton and the Danucci guy, and I think you guys started somebody else as well, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, you guys had a, a rotisserie of quarterbacks just cooking through Dallas there. Um, so I have concerns about how good is the offense actually. I, again, I know that Dak Prescott put up monster numbers, but they were still 2-3. and three. The defense was really bad. Um, and in football, defense ultimately wins championships. I don't care how good your offense is. I mean, we've seen the numbers, top defenses, you know, the number one defense always beats the number one offense in the Super Bowl. I think, I think the record is like, it's, I think 12 and one or 11 and one, maybe it's higher than that, but like in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, defenses win the championships at the end of the day. I do not care how high powered an offense is. We watched the Broncos get absolutely slaughtered by the Seattle Seahawks that one year when Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos were having an all time year. So you can point to an offense all you want, but the defensive deficiencies are the problem. And again, whether it's personnel, whether it wasn't having an offense, there was a lot of problems with that Dallas defense. And I'm somebody that, you know, looks at it as if there's no strong defense to support your offense, it does not really matter how good your team is at the end of the day. I will say this though, I'm not going to just sit here and rag on you guys. You guys had a very strong draft class. You went very defense heavy, which is totally against the norm of a Jerry Jones draft. I'll say that, you know, seeing them go after Micah Parsons, knowing they wanted to take a cornerback and weren't expecting cornerback, the top two cornerbacks to be off the board when they got to their point, which is why they didn't trade up or anything. Um, they still went after defense. They did address some things in free agency. Keanu Neal at one point was one of the better safeties in the NFL. And he's, you know, he fits that more like hybrid safety linebacker role that the NFL is kind of like merging itself into. On top of that, you 
bring in solid guys like Brent Urban from Chicago, Terrell Basham from uh, the New York Jets. So you bring in some solid pieces to start building on that defense. And of course, going heavily on the draft with defense, Micah Parsons on top of that, Kelvin Joseph, um, Oza, Osa, and I want to say this right, Odigi Zua. And, uh, you know, players like Chauncey Golson, you guys had a really good draft class. You had a lot of picks to work with as well. So there is a lot of positives here. But my concern is, you know, there wasn't any real top tier signings in free agency for Dallas's defense. And you're relying very heavily on star picks in the draft to produce for you guys. Um, Will that turn out and be successful? Potentially, I could completely eat my words here and Dallas could be the number one team. It's just I, I have some questions and it's not that I'm doubting Dak Prescott or, you know, or, or like, do I think that that defense is like irreparable? No, but, you know, they were two and three when he was there. The defense didn't look good when he was there and they still look they, they looked even worse when he was gone. So, I mean, the questions are, are they going to be able to fix the defense? Can this offense, you know, be successful despite their defense failing them. If the defense starts to fail them when Dak Prescott's back under center, just a lot of questions for me and I'm not super comfortable putting them ahead of the other two teams in this division. So I'm going to sit them at number three, you know, say what you will defend your team as much as you want in the comment section down below. Please do my Dallas Cowboys fans. I would love to hear what you guys have to say. Maybe give some insight on things that I'm missing, but please fire away. I take all the criticism in stride. There's no hurt feelings or anything like that. Say what you want. Just don't be an asshole about it you know <laughs> um going into the number two spot now uh and i think this will end up causing some shock in how i have this list ordered here i have the new york giants so why are the new york giants sitting here at number two above dallas well despite how poorly the offense was playing last year in new york the defense was great they did an awesome job the, you know, the only real needs they had on defense was strengthening up the edge. They got really old and just very unproductive. And you could really see that they were having a tough time getting to the quarterback. They got really young at edge with the draft class. They brought in Kadarius Tony, and who's an absolute steal. They brought in some nice young corners and Aaron Robinson and Rodarius Williams. Then on top of that, some solid free agent signings. They made a splash or two with the Dory Jackson and Kenny Galladay signings. Um, this team is really going to boil down to just a couple of things. I like their draft class. I like what they did in free agency. They didn't spend too much, but they got a couple of big key players. I feel like, you know, spending too much can be disastrous. Um, I will come out here and say that, you know, like the Patriots dumped, what was it like a quarter billion dollars into their team going through, uh, or not quarter billion. I don't remember. It was like 125 million or something. I don't remember what the number was exactly, but a ridiculous amount of guaranteed money into free agency. Um, it's very situational. Sometimes spending too much is not going to be the answer. You know, you know, where is coaching at? Where is, you know, the personnel surrounding all these big signings at? There's a lot that goes into it. I think the defense was already really solid. The pieces they added only made the defense better. Um, the offense, you know, they didn't have Saquon Barkley, though, so that is something to look at. The offensive line took a loss losing Kevin Zeitler. That's also something I'm kind of looking at for the team. But I think the Giants overall as a complete unit, uh, unit excuse me, are a little bit closer than Dallas. So this is more like, uh, like this is an interchangeable thing. Like I'm not saying that the giants are like leaps and bounds ahead of Dallas or anything like that. I'm saying that the giants, I think just edged them out slightly because it's really going to boil down to is Saquon Barkley going to return to form, which I have a feeling he will be. Um, and then on top of that is the offensive line going to be able to protect Daniel Jones and is Daniel Jones going to play well. Um, I've seen a lot of, you know, decent quarterbacks make it a lot further with a strong defense and a pretty good offense. Um, but you know, 
I'm torn putting them here, as you can probably tell by my reaction, but I think that the Giants do have a little bit more in the tank. This is a team that I could definitely see going like 10, maybe 11 or 12 wins if everything goes well for them. Again, Daniel Jones needs to produce. The offensive line needs to be able to protect him, which, you know, whether they address that enough or not in the offseason will remain to be seen. That Kevin Zeitler loss is really going to hurt that O-line, but, you know, they will bring back, you know, Saquon Barkley. They do have Kenny Galladay. You know, John Ross, they brought in as well. Kadarius Tony. this is a kind of a new look offense per se compared to last year. I mean, they're, they're getting big star back and a whole bunch of new skill position players. So I don't want to look at this team and be like, okay, the, well, the poor offense last year, there's a completely remade offense. And I think when it comes to remaking offenses and defenses, it's a little bit easier because the league is geared towards favoring the offense. So it's easier to remake an offense than it is a D, which is another reason why I'm putting Dallas behind them in this whole power rankings. Um, but that's my mess of thoughts between those two teams there and kind of why I have the giants at number two and why I'm sitting the Dallas Cowboys at number three. But Coming in at number one, and I'm sure some of you are sitting here thinking, you know, why the hell is the Washington football team sitting at the number one in my power rankings? Well, I'll come out and say this flat out, no conversation. They have the absolute best defense in this division, or at least they did last year. And I mean, that that front seven, vicious. A lot of first rounders. They all are really good players. This is, a, this is it reminds me, it's like a reminiscence type of thing of like what the 49ers were doing a few years ago. They had all first round picks on the D line and they all panned out really well as, you know, they were strong, you know, get after the quarterback, very aggressive style. You love to see that type of stuff with the front seven there. Um, on top of that, when you look back at their play, they had Taylor Heineke starting for them at quarterback and nearly knocked off the Super Bowl champs in the wild card round. So, I mean, this is a team that was really starting to come into its own and was really starting to look good, um, especially towards the later half of the year. I am very curious as to how that game would have went if Alex Smith did not have to sit out, because I would say Alex Smith is a better quarterback than Heineke. And, you know, if Alex Smith was in that spot, does Tampa Bay make it to the Super Bowl? I really don't know because that defense was suffocating them. And unfortunately, they just didn't have an offense to back them up. So best defense in the division, in my opinion. And again, I live by the adage, defense wins championships. I do not care where we are in the league. A great defense will always shut down the best offense. From there, best draft class in the division as well. They had some fantastic picks up the top. Jamin Davis Tackle Samuel Cosme, which is somebody I wanted to see the Colts go after. Benjamin Sejuste, the wide receiver, plus other players as well. This is a very good draft class with very good potential, talent, and, and you know, like high probability that these players should pan out. On top of that, you're bringing in these, this raw, you know, really good talent with a head coach like Ron Rivera, who's been to the big game. You know, he, he obviously didn't win the big game, but he has made it to the big game. Um, I have a very strong feeling that this team is just. It, they're making strides and then their free agent class that, you know, they completely reworked their offensive line, bringing in Charles Leno Jr. And Eric Flowers brought in some wide receivers and Adam Humphreys and Curtis Samuel, the DBs, William Jackson, the third and Bobby McCain really working to just strengthen the defense, bring in some new weapons for the offense and shore up the, you know, the big guys up front there that are going to be protecting whoever the quarterback ends up being starting over there, whether it's Ryan Fitzpatrick or Taylor Heineke, whoever wins that quarterback battle there. Um, but I think, you know, this is a really strong team. There's a big question at the quarterback position, but like I said earlier, I've seen good quarterbacks be successful, and I'm sure you all have as well, good quarterbacks be successful with a very strong team around them. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 
Um, I don't know about Taylor Heineke. We've only had a small sample size of him, but if Ryan Fitzpatrick is starting and he's playing good football and has a strong supporting cast around him, I mean, he was doing some good things with the Dolphins last year, and then they suddenly just pulled the plug because they wanted to put Tua in. I don't know what went on with all of that, but I think he's got some good football left. I think, you know, he could carry this team to a playoff berth. There's so many question marks within this division that I think Washington went from being the biggest question mark last year to probably one of the more sure things of this division this year. Um, you know, and it's just every loss that they had through the offseason was mitigated by either draft picks or free agent signings that were either of equal to or greater value than the team. So I'm just I'm very comfortable with Washington, and what they're doing there. I cannot believe and, and I want to stress that I cannot believe where they are after last year uh, in that offseason that they had. You know, this was a team that I thought was you know, going right down a rabbit hole that was going to take them quite a while to get out of. But overall, they look really good, good coaching staff. It sounds like the culture there is really being flipped around and things are turning in the right direction. And I'm very excited to see how Washington does because I have some pretty high hopes for them. But that is my power rankings for the NFC East. I would love to know what you guys think in the comment section down below. Please feel free to tell me how wrong I am on any of these, you know, fight for your team in the comment section down below. I love to see the conversation. Don't be a jerk about it. This is literally just my opinion. What the heck do I know? I'm just a football fan who loves to talk about it. So let me know what you think in the comment section down below. If you like the video, comment, all that good stuff really helps support the channel. Subscribe if you really enjoy the content or if you see what else we're doing and you really enjoy it, hit that sub button. We passed 100 subs uh, a week or two ago and we're just kind of trucking our way along now going into uh, 200 subs is the next goal. But Without further ado, I'll let you guys go. Thank you all for watching. I am Ethan Hrisadulu. Have a good rest of your day, everybody.